Welcome back, friends, to the Nature Wanderer podcast. My name's Paul, and I'm your guide through nature. And today, I've got a grudge. Yeah, I've got a bone to pick. There seems to be somebody rapping and rapping and rapping outside on my front porch. I'm not talking about one of these guys who does all the break dancing and, and rapping music. No, I'm talking about a rat-a-tat-tat on my front porch. Now, I put a lot of work and money into that front porch to make our house welcoming to whoever comes and visits. It's a beautiful front porch. My wife and I love sitting out there on a beautiful, warm day. Uh, it's just awesome front porch. And here we have someone trying to ruin it. Some monster came along and is trying to ruin that beautiful front porch that we put together out there. Okay, it's not really a monster, but he is not top on my list of happiness right now. Yeah, this guy is, of course, a woodpecker. Whenever he starts his rapping, my dogs go crazy because I think someone's knocking at the door, which is another headache, but this guy is going to ruin the wood. But he's got a purpose for doing it, which we'll talk about later. And I want to talk about woodpeckers because I don't hate them. I want you to understand I, I don't like this guy pecking holes in my front porch, but I love woodpeckers. I love all birds. I think they're awesome creatures. But the woodpecker is so fascinating. I love watching them soar through our front yard. By soaring, they have a very unique flight. I don't know if you've ever seen a woodpecker when they're flying. It's almost like they're going in arches, like telephone lines, where it sinks down, arches back up again. Well, what's happening is the woodpeckers will flap their wings just a few beats, and then they glide. So they lose the altitude as they're gliding. And then they flap their wings to get the altitude again and a little bit of speed, and then they glide. Flap their wings, then they glide. Very distinctive flight pattern. Uh, there are a few other birds that do that, but the woodpecker, I can always tell it's them by that flight pattern that they have, and it's absolutely beautiful. When they're doing it, they actually have a reason for it. They don't really need to do it out in the fields, but think about where a woodpecker lives. I mean, they live in the woods. They peck on the old dead trees. That's their food source, their nesting places. So the old, yeah, don't worry. If you have woodpeckers in your woods, they're not killing the trees. I've heard more people tell me, oh, I hate having those woodpeckers around because they're killing all my trees. Well, there is a guy who has killed a couple of trees on my property, but most woodpeckers are going after the dead trees. They don't really care that much about the live ones, at least most of them. But these guys are in the woods. Trees. And not all woodpeckers, there are a few species that aren't in the woods, but most woodpeckers are in the woods. So in order to maneuver, especially if it's really tight, dense woods, in order to maneuver between the branches, between the trees, you need to glide. See, they flap their wings to get the height and the speed, and then they fold them up tight on their back so that they become very thin and narrow so that they can just dart right through all the tree branches, right through the trees. So that's why you see that flight pattern. The flapping the wings, glide. Flap the wings, glide. It's so that they can get through the woods much easier. 
And now that's just the way they fly, so they carry that same pattern out into the field. Now, I also see a lot of the woodpeckers at my bird feeders. I do feed them. Um, I usually give them peanuts, and I also have suet that I put out for them. Now, woodpeckers eat a lot of different things. They do mostly like insects. They're an insectivore. But they also like the peanuts I put out. They like nuts. They like the different suets I put out, the fat, which is great for them in the winter time. So they will eat those. Matter of fact, there's, there's a woodpecker that really loves nuts out west. Um, can't remember. Oh, yeah. It's the um, acorn woodpecker. And I believe they live in California. They will actually go to oak trees. They peck these holes in the old dead oak trees and they gather acorns and cram them into those holes. It's almost comical to look at these trees with all these little dots all over them. It's basically acorns shoved into holes. That's the acorn woodpecker um, out in the western part of the United States. But around here, we do have a lot of different types of woodpeckers. We have downies, harries, those are the most common. Um, red-bellied, which I just learned recently, the red belly, all of a sudden it seems like I see them all the time at my feeders. And I, I never used to see them. Well, the reason was, is their numbers are getting more and more around the northeast, around the northern part of the U.S. and up into Canada now, too. They used to be a southern bird, but they're expanding their habitat further and further north. And that's why we get to see them more. Um, I've seen some red-headed woodpeckers around, although most of the time I see them in dense woods or around wetlands. I'm not sure why, but that's where I always see them. Of course, I do get a pileated or two every spring. I hear them all summer long and once in a while in the winter. Out in the woods, they have a very loud, distinctive drumming noise and a very loud, distinctive call as well. So I'm hearing the pileated, but I do see them every once in a while at my feeders. I also get flickers around my feeders. Well, they're mostly in the lawn. Yeah, the flicker, the um, northern flicker in my neck of the woods, they're actually called a flicker because they have gold bands on their wings, yellowish gold bands, and they kind of flicker in the sunlight. So that's what I hear is where the name flicker came from. But they're mostly a ground woodpecker, so they like to eat the insects in the ground. Matter of fact, I heard there's a place out west where there's not a lot of trees, but there are some river banks way up in the mountains. And the woodpeckers, the flickers, actually will make their nest in the mud on the edge of the bank because there are no trees to live in. Like I said, not all woodpeckers live in the forest. Matter of fact, there is also a woodpecker, I can't remember his name, but he lives out west and he will make his house in a cactus in the desert. I mean, there's not a lot of trees in the desert. So he actually makes his house in a cactus. But the ones around here, let's get back to the ones around here. They're mostly in the woods. I love hearing their drumming sound echoing through the woods. Like I said, a lot of people don't because they think they're killing the trees. But remember, they're not. They're going after the dead trees. That drumming noise. Every pattern is different. 
That's because each species is communicating with their own species through that drumming noise. I mean, there's three reasons for the woodpecker pecking at the tree. Number one is communication. Okay, they're communicating with the other woodpeckers through that drumming. Each pattern is different. They also have a call that they have that they communicate with, and those calls are different as well by species. But the drumming noise is also much different. Like I said, I hear the pileated or pileated, if you want to say it that way. Yes, I did look it up once. A friend of mine always called it pileated. I called it pileated. He kept saying I was wrong. Um, so we looked it up. We did a lot of research on it. We found that both are correct. There is no proper way of saying it. Both ways are correct. Um, so I'm going to keep doing pileated. I don't need the comments. So anyhow, the pileated, like I said, I hear them constantly drumming in the woods every once in a while. And when I hear that constant drumming, it's very loud and very distinctive. And I'm like, yep, that's a pileated woodpecker. That's one reason for the drumming. Another reason, probably the main reason, is to get at the insects under the bark. How do they know there's insects under there? Well, they can actually hear them. Woodpeckers have a very good sense of hearing. They'll actually drum against the tree, and then they stop to listen. Because that drumming stirs up the insects. The insects are like, whoa, wait a minute here. I don't want to be eaten. So I'm going to head... I'm going to head deeper. I'm going to, you know, gather my eggs, my babies, and, you know, get the heck out of here. But they listen. The woodpecker listens for that movement. They listen for those insects in there moving around. And then they'll drum some more, see if they can stir up some more movement. And that's that way they can locate where in the tree the insects are. And then they peck deeper to get through that bark of the tree, down in deeper where the insects made their home or are hiding away in the wintertime. And that's how they can get to the insects with that drumming, um, pecking at the tree with that beak, that hard beak. Now, the third reason for the pecking at the trees is they're making holes, big holes. I'm talking big big holes, cavities we'll even call them. They go deep into the tree to make a nest. Yeah, these guys are cavity nesters. So they're pecking at that tree, making a big hole. Usually it's down deep inside the tree so that they can get the babies away from any danger and they lay their eggs in there. They raise their young in there. Now, one reason that they have it so far down in, and they clean it up really nice inside except for a layer of bark chips or um, wood chips, I should say, at the bottom of the nest for cushioning, for insulation, but they clean it up really nice. And one reason why they make it so deep besides protection is for training purposes. When those babies are old enough, mom and dad are like, okay, they need to learn how to cling to the side of this tree. And we're not just going to grab them and stick them on the outside in case they haven't learned it yet. Don't want to fall into the ground. So what they do is they come to the nest hole, the entrance to this cavity, and they sit there with the food. If the babies want the food, they can beg all they want. Mom and dad will just sit there waiting for them to climb up the edge on the inside of the tree to get their food. It's a training method, getting the babies to learn how to cling and climb to the side of the tree. And so those are the three main reasons why a woodpecker 
pecks at these trees. Now you may wonder, why aren't all the birds doing it? Well, woodpeckers are designed for this. I mean, their, their skull is actually padded. They've got padding on the skull so they don't have brain damage when they do this pecking. They also have very strong head and neck muscles so that they can peck really hard against this tree. So no brain damage at all. They're one of the only birds that can do that. Any other bird peck that hard at a tree, they're going to get brain damage or at least a really bad headache. Uh, so the woodpecker is designed for it. And they don't always have to make a really huge hole either to get their whole head in. you got to realize a woodpecker's tongue, very long. Their tongue is so long that it actually wraps up over the skull. In some species of woodpecker, the tongue is about... Mm, probably about a third the length of the body. Yeah, it wraps right over the skull and goes back into the head and down the back a little bit. And they can stick it way out into these holes that they've made. Now, woodpeckers are not always after seeds, insects. Sometimes they're actually after nectar. There's a species around where I live in the northeastern U.S. called the yellow-bellied sapsucker. And there's other type of sapsuckers out there, too. And just like the name says, they're eating sap. Now, unfortunately, they also do kill trees, not on purpose, but they just can't help it because of the way they're after the sap. They're not pecking holes in the tree to get at insects. Well, maybe in a roundabout way they are, but they're just pecking these holes into the tree, getting down to the cambium layer of the tree, which is the thin layer underneath the bark where all the sap flows. Go back to middle school when you learned about xylem and phloem. The sap is flowing up and down, and what happens is they're just getting to that layer so that the sap starts flowing, and they can lap up that sap with that long tongue of theirs the sap will start to harden. And when that happens, it starts dripping down the edge of the tree. It starts to get hard and sticky. And guess who else it's attracting? Not just woodpeckers, insects. The insects get stuck in that sap. And when they get stuck in it, they have trouble getting out. And who comes back? The yellow-bellied sapsucker. And he's got his second course for his meal. That's an interesting woodpecker, but eh, they're another one I have a grudge with. They actually killed the tops of two of my trees. Yeah, from the point where they made their holes going all the way around the tree. If you ever see a tree that has these little holes in it in a nice straight line going up and down, going around the tree, that's the sap suckers who are doing that. And by doing that, they're doing what we call girdling the tree. They basically are killing the tree wherever they are pecking against it. You can see scars on trees where they just did a small section and the whole section around where they pecked these holes in ended up dying. But the rest of the tree, as long as it didn't go all the way around, survived. Some fun facts about woodpeckers. Did you know that the woodpecker has a padding around the skull and strong head and neck muscles to help them make the holes in the tree? The tongue is very long on a woodpecker, 
wraps around the brain. It's about a third the length of the body in some species. They're actually built for clinging to the side of trees. Besides having really sharp claws to cling to the side of a tree, they also have a very stiff tail shaft. The stiff tail actually allows the bird to balance itself. It uses that tail and the legs as a tripod so that they can cling to the side of the tree and they keep their balance as they're pecking against the tree. Most woodpeckers don't migrate, although there are a few like the sapsucker who do. Why migrate if you have plenty of food that you can get to throughout the winter? And they do eat a variety of food, insects, nuts, sap. The Lewis's woodpecker is very interesting. They actually hunt on the wing. There are 23 different species in the United States. The most common are the downy, the hairy, the flicker, and the red-bellied woodpecker. The largest in the U.S. is the pileated woodpecker, and the smallest is the downy woodpecker. Now, in the world, there's more than 300 species. Some estimates say around 325 species throughout the world. And the largest, now we're not sure if this guy is extinct or not. They haven't seen him in a while. But the largest lives in Mexico, known as the imperial woodpecker. And the smallest in the world is the bar-breasted piculet, who lives in South America. So here I am talking about how I have a grudge against the guy who I think is a downy, or not a downy, a hairy woodpecker, pecking at my front porch. Now I'm talking about these yellow-bellied sapsuckers who are killing my trees in my yard. And it's like, you'd think I really hate them. But like I said, I love the woodpeckers. I, it's not just me. They are really an integral part of the forest. They provide homes for a lot of animals. you got to realize when they're making these nests, they don't want to reuse them. Most birds like to reuse their nests. saves them the trouble of building a new one. It takes a lot of energy to build a nest. So these guys are building these nests, these big cavities in the tree, and then they abandon it the following year. And they'll build a brand new one somewhere else in another dead tree somewhere. So what's happening to all these vacant nesting cavities? Trust me, they don't stay vacant very long. If they're large enough, squirrels will take them over and they'll use them for their nesting. If they're not that large, well, some of the songbirds will take them over. Uh, there's quite a few cavity nesters out there, such as the nuthatches, wrens, chickadees, bluebirds, uh, a lot of other birds like to be in the cavities of the trees. And they don't have the tools like the woodpecker does to make these holes in the trees. So what they do is they just take over an existing nest. The woodpeckers, they don't care. They're not going to reuse them. They're off making a new nest somewhere. So it actually helps the forest. It helps the forest animals so that they have homes to go into and, and raise their families so that there's more of them around. Now, 
we do have a lot of woodpeckers in our area, like I said. And there's actually a lot of woodpeckers all around the world. So what about that guy who's been pecking at my front porch that I seem to have a vendetta against? Well, actually, I just chase him away. That's it. Um, I would never harm any animal. But that guy, the reason that he's pecking at the front porch is telling me that he might be after some insects and I might want to get that checked out. You see, the wood that we used dried out very quickly. It wasn't cured properly, and so it started to split. And there's a great big split in the one beam on the front porch. Now, with that split, there's probably insects getting into it. They're hiding in the crevice, and the woodpecker is actually doing me a favor by eating those insects out of the wood. That way, they the insects won't damage the wood. But unfortunately, the woodpecker will. It's a give and take here. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of the episode for today. If you enjoy wandering through nature with me, please help me out by subscribing to the podcast, write a review, or download the episodes, or do all of them. Also, be sure to let all your friends know about the podcast and how they can wander through nature along with us. If you have any nature questions or ideas for future episodes, feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page at The Nature Wanderer or my website at naturewanderer.org. And by the way, the Instagram page There's an underscore between the words the and nature and another one between nature and wanderer. You can also support the podcast by joining my Patreon, which will also give you extras, including videos, bonus podcasts, pictures, and uh, putting together some online lessons, um, video teachings that will be on there shortly. Be sure to join the Patreon app. Have a great week and keep exploring the nature around you.